You wanted the best. You got the best. The greatest podcast in the world. Welcome to the Review It Rob Show. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. Had to do it, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am, of course, your host, Review It Rob, coming at you uh, officially. First episode after my birthday, man. I celebrated my birthday over the weekend. Uh, leveled up to 33 in the game called Life. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, it was a... Uh, didn't do a whole lot of nothing <laughs> on my birthday. Just freaking relaxed. Watched uh, Eli Ross' History of Horror. Wrote down some more movies to watch, man. And then uh, kind of segues into my opening there. Uh, Kiss, a new Kiss biography debuted on A&E uh, on my birthday. So I got to watch the first part last night and just finished watching part two tonight before recording. And man, what a freaking great, awesome biography that was. And, you know, it was cool to see. It's cool to go through the history as they put it, um, for the band, that was my first ever concert, man, that was my first ever concert, and, you know, I've always liked the band since, and, you know, honestly, just rewatching that, bio watching, we're not rewatching, obviously, it's the debut of a biography, but watching that biography, man, it just, I think it just confirms that they are one of my all-time favorite bands, and just freaking, I loved it, man, it was great to see, and crazy to think that they may be finally, uh, hanging up the boots, if you will, so, we'll see, Oh, where that goes. But, man, Kiss, great biography. If you got A&E, check it out, man. Great stuff. And let's do some Kiss, man. Some great songs out of that band. Um, little movie tie-in. Kiss is a part of the movie Role Models. If you haven't seen that, it's one of my all-time favorite comedy movies. Check that out. That's a good time. Um, but, yeah, man, other than that, just freaking living, dude. Doing what I do. Just living every day and trying to get through. I did not go see Fast 9 or F9, whatever it's called. Um, I did not see that over the weekend. I, uh, honestly didn't watch anything new over the weekend. I mostly spent, uh, since our last recording watching, you know, horror documentaries and the history of horror and stuff like that and just having a good time. So, you know what? That's my recommendation for the week is check out Eli Ross History of Horror, which is on the Shutter app. Um, Shutter app. Shutter streaming service. I guess it's an app, right? Um, in a way, kind of, sort of, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, check it out, man. Less than $7 a month, and you get endless amounts of awesome freaking horror stuff, including Eli Ross' History of Horror, including the In Search of Darkness documentary, which is freaking amazing. And I haven't even seen part two yet, but I'm sure that's just as freaking awesome as the first one. And this is not a promo for Shudder, by the way. This is just straight up uh, customer freaking appreciating service deal. So there you go. Um, but hey, thank yep. That's all that's been really been going on there. We can go ahead and uh, jump into the news for this week's episode. First bit of news is uh, we got a Transformers movie coming. We have a new Transformers coming on the way. I believe it is the seventh film in the Transformers franchise. Do not ask me to name the movies because I will not be able to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will be touching on the Transformers franchise or you know, uh, during one of the Nightmare on Revealed Streets, maybe closer to the time that this movie comes out. Um, but, no. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yes, the Transformers movie. We have a new Transformers movie finally announced. It is called Transformers Rise of the Beast. Like I mentioned, this will be the seventh film from the Transformers franchise. The new Transformers film will be set in the 90s, which is awesome. I feel like that's going to be the trend that starts happening because we've been going through the last couple of uh, years, probably like the last decade of like the 80s trend, and which I've loved. I love the 80s. You know, I, I enjoy everything about it. My favorite music is 
uh, what's referred to as hair metal or glam metal. Um, that's my favorite type of music. I freaking love it to death. I love everything, you know, sound-wise about it, even look-wise. It's just, it's just an awesome time. 80s horror movies, some of the best movies ever. 80s movies in general are some of the best movies ever. So, you know, I've loved the dive into the 80s decade, but I think we're getting to a point where, you know, 90s are going to start showing up. Because, you know, what, we're, what, we're in 2021, 20, so, freaking 2000, 2010, you know, uh, you know, now 2020, I mean, we've got enough time to where it's like, hey, let's start diving into the 90s, so I won't be surprised when, um, I think they're already doing it, I know, I, I know what you did last summer, it's remade, or I'm trying to think of like a random 90s horror movie, um, which I think they're already doing that, we've got a scream coming, and, you know, that's what we're going to see in Search of Darkness. They just talked about their next film, their uh, documentary they're working on will be in the 90s horror movies, which that should be fun to dive into. So, you know, the 90s. So there you go. Transformers film will be set in the 90s. Uh, this is placing it after the Bumblebee movie, um, which I liked. I enjoyed. I'm a fan of Haley Steinfeld. I think she's fantastic. And John Cena's in that bad boy. Um, but so, yeah, this places it after the Bumblebee movie, but before the Michael Bay films. So... And Michael Bay seems like he's not directing this movie. Um, the feature will move back and forth between New York and Machu Picchu. Uh, our main hero on the side of the Transformers will once again be Optimus Prime. Uh, familiar Autobots will also get a redesign in Transformers Rise of the Beast. Optimus Prime will be sporting his G1 look. And Bumblebee will now be taking the shape of a dune buggy. Remember, he was a Camaro in the Michael Bay films. Um... The primary villain of the film is going to be the Decepticon Scrooge. Scrooge? Scrooge. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't grow up with Transformers. I'm sorry. Um, other Transformers set to appear include... I'm going to fucking fuck these names up. Excuse me. Pardon the language for any ladies that are listening. Uh, so let's see. Transformers set to appear include Archie. Um, freaking Riverdale? It's Archie? Uh, right on. Uh, Mirage. Nightbird. Air Razor. Um, it might just be Eye Razor, but I'm calling it Air Razor. That sounds fucking metal. Uh, Ryox and Optimus Primal. The battle is no longer just between the Autobots and Decepticons, as the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terracons have joined the battle. And announced Ron Perlman, who you know from Hellboy, has joined the cast. He'll be voicing the character of Optimus Primal. Um, Optimus Primal is the fearless leader of the Maximals. Uh, Paramount Pictures has this movie set to release on June 24th, 2022. So, they're moving with that movie, and, you know, good on them. You know, fine. It's good, you know. Um, I, 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 I don't... I think I've seen all the Transformers movies. Um, I don't remember much about them, to be honest with you. I remember liking Bumblebee a lot, because I liked the Camaro, and... You know, I like the Bumblebee movie, but I, I mean, I can't remember anything all that much after, heck, I can't remember much about the first two movies, let alone anything that came out after it. What was there one called, like, The Last Night or something like that? And, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Good luck, man, because I'm sitting here trying to think of something from those films, and I'm like, Arr. you know, it's just freaking gears grinding and coming up with nothing. Uh, but there you go. If you're a Transformers fan, and I think Transformers fans have been really 
not the biggest fans of the films. I'm sure there's fans out there who are fans of just the films and never seen the cartoon or um, played with the toys growing up. I didn't watch the cartoon growing up, and I didn't play with the toys growing up. Uh, I believe I had one Transformer when I was growing up, but I sucked at those things. I think I broke the leg. Eh, you know, <laughs> wasn't my thing. But for a lot of people, it was their thing. And hopefully this movie can... Um, I, I've heard a lot of people like the Bumblebee movie, so if this movie follows in the same step, uh, maybe people will really enjoy this movie as well. So we'll see what happens in 2022, June 24th. So three days, man. Three days for my birthday. That might be a birthday movie for me next year, um, depending on what else is releasing in 2022 so there you go all right uh guess some quentin tarantino news while he was promoting his once upon a time in hollywood novel that's right he wrote a novel for the movie once upon a time in hollywood which is a really good movie i like that movie a lot actually uh, i kind of really want to rewatch it now that i'm talking about this um anyways while he was doing promotion tour for the novel quentin tarantino Confirmed he plans to retire after making one more film. Now, this has been a rumor for a while that Tarantino had a certain amount of films he wanted to do. And it seems like he has one more movie left up his belt. Up his belt? Is that the... <laughs> In his belt. In up, up his sleeve. <laughs> um, quote, working for 30 years doing as many movies as I've done is not as many as other people. But that's a long career. That's a really long career. And I've given it everything I have. So... One more movie for Tarantino, no telling what it will be, if it'll be uh, Kill Bill 3, which has been the hot rumor about what his final movie would be. Um, who knows, man, but Quentin Tarantino, what a career he's had, and, you know, that is something that I definitely want to go through all of his movies. Maybe I'll turn that into a Patreon special as well. Good Lord, I create all these Patreon specials, but do I have to record them? No. <laughs> well, I do record some. I did I did just uh, drop a new Flixit that is out now. Um and Stranger, the Stranger Things show, Let's Get Stranger, the new episode of that will be coming later this week as well. And the first episode of Nightmare on Review of Street Season 2, Saw Games, will be coming this week as well with the commentary. So this week's a big week, man. We're, ju we're jumping into July, and Patreon, you got stuff cooking over there, man. So $4 a month, join the Patreon, have a good time. Uh, to Quentin Tarantino, heck of a career, man. I can't... I don't know what my favorite film of his is. Maybe it is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it is a solid movie. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I'll go through his uh, his films. When we... No, my favorite film of his is Death Proof. What the hell am I saying? Death Proof is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, maybe that changes when I do the when I do the Patreon show. <laughs> um, let's see. I got some Fantastic Beast news. And I don't know if you heard that just then when I'm talking or if it's just myself. Because I've listened back to my other recordings when I brought this up to how... My voice is going in and out, and I don't know if it doesn't sound like you can hear it, but my voice is still doing that. I'm like, I'm at the very end stage of this freaking sickness I've had for like forever, it feels, but uh, it's been like two weeks, I think, but it's just hanging on, man. It is clinging like a clinger, and it's freaking, it needs to go, <laughs> you know, it needs to go, but um, I apologize if, you know, my voice is going in and out, or I sound um, mucusy, which is disgusting sounding, I apologize to be doing that in your ears, um, should only be playing in pleasure to the ears, and I'm bringing nastiness to the ears, or both, who knows, yeah, I said it, anyways, anyways, you know, I, um, I've been indifferent about this Fantastic Beast movie that's on the way, I've been, and it's not that I haven't enjoyed the other two movies I have, I love The Wizarding World, I've always, and you know, enjoyed that, and I've been craving for something for The Wizarding World in quite some time, and, you know, I 
as I've been on record on several episodes of this show, and, you know, just in general, I am a huge Johnny Depp fan. He's one of my all-time favorite actors. And when he was let go of the Fantastic Beasts 3 film, it was very upsetting and definitely made me mad. It eased the wounds a little bit, knowing that they paid him his money, so they at least gave him that. And, you know, I get it from a business standpoint, but from a human standpoint, come on now. Um, but, and they've since cast Mads Mikkelsen to play uh, Grindelwald going forward. And, you know, nothing against him at all. It's just, you know, issues. But he's been, like, really professional and cool about it. And that's kind of eased the pain as well of Johnny being released from this movie. And he uh, released another quote saying, quote, I don't know if it was fair, him losing him losing the job, but I just know that the show was going on and I would have loved to have talked to him about it if I had the chance, but I just don't know him in that sense. So again, you can just tell from that quote right there, he's a real freaking, he's being a gentleman about it, he's being professional about it, and, you know, I, I, it's one of those things that kind of gets brought up to me, it's like, well, why are you still supporting this uh, movie, but you're not going to see Aquaman 2 because of Amber Heard being in it, and, you know, it's, it's a different situation to me, just simply because I don't agree with the fact that Johnny was let go, but they still paid him the money, and they're doing it in, like, a professional manner, and the person who's taking over the role is being very professional about it, and making it known about Johnny, and being respectful to Johnny's performance and everything. When it comes to Amber Heard, I just, you know, I, I can't support her. I don't want to support her. It, it was bad enough I had to put up with her in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League that released earlier this year, but, you know, I gave it, I gave that movie a watch because, one, she's not in it all that much. The scenes that she's in is pretty much what we saw in the other Justice League movie, and any new stuff, she was barely in the movie at all anyway, so it's like, you know, I can deal with that. Um, as far as this Aquaman 2 movie and I've seen it, that's just proven a point that, you know, Warner Brothers, if you're you can't be biased in this stuff. You've got to be a stand-up person, and you got to listen to these things. And Johnny was abused, and you fired him, but this person who abused him is still being employed. So, it's just a messed-up situation, and I'm not... I don't want to dive too much into it. I want this show to be a downer or anything like that. It's just it's further proof why you know men have a hard time coming out and speaking about their abuse because stuff like this happens and hopefully Warner Brothers will get their crap together and fix it but you know seems like it's not going that route to where she's not going to be replaced so here we are and you know I will not see Aquaman 2 <laughs> it's not going to happen so that's you know there we go let's just get back to the positive but needed to be said um, I of course go on record people hate me on Twitter right now um, it's, it's what it is, can't please everybody, um, <clears throat> not everybody hates me on Twitter, there's some good, there's some good people on Twitter, but, you know, people hate me and think I support women being abused or being, um, hated or assaulted or anything like that, and I don't, I don't support that in the slightest way whatsoever, that's been extremely stretched out into a lie and a, you know, it's just what social media does and it's what the internet does and, it's, it's, you know, what can you do? People like to put lies out there on the internet. Um, I 100% stand with anybody who's been abused and want them to be, you know, to get the support they deserve. But I also want it to be known that all sides need to be heard in every single situation before 
cancel culture jumps in. Um, you got to hear everything out. You got to talk everything out. Just the way it's got to be. Um, I was, I've been abused in the past, and I've been, you know, you know, I don't want to dive too much into that, but it's, it's a part of my past, and it's kind of disheartening to know that people think I support stuff like that, but whatever, you know, what can you do? You can't control people's thoughts, you know, you just live your life. So, anyways... I will see Fantastic Beast 3. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's been a real gentleman about everything. And, you know, again, they paid Johnny for his... They paid him his full salary. So, can't really hate on that movie too much. That side of Warner Brothers seems like they got it together. The DC side of Warner Brothers... Uh, get it together. <laughs> get it together. Love your movies, but, you know, I don't uh, support your business tactics. Anyways, moving forward. Let's, let's talk about some uh, fun stuff, I guess. Uh, Supernatural... The show that was on CW for, what, 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. Uh, or 15 seasons, so that's normally like 15 years. But who knows? Sometimes, you know, you shoot quickly. But uh, it's getting a spinoff, man. Uh, yet another spinoff. Uh, Supernatural's had a couple of spinoffs before. Uh, they had uh, uh, Supernatural Bloodlines and Wayward Sisters. But they were ultimately never picked up. Those were in, like, development from uh, 2014 and 2018, but CW never picked those up. Uh, so they're trying it again. Supernatural is going for another spinoff. Uh, the network has a script commitment for the show being called The Winchesters. This is going to be a prequel that will focus on Sam and Dean Winchester's parents, John and Mary. Um, no idea if uh, Thomas Wayne will be back. Um uh, is he still doing The Walking Dead? I stopped watching The Walking Dead a while ago. Is he still on that? Uh, probably, I think. I don't know. Negan. Uh, I'm going to call him Thomas Wynn. Uh, the one-hour drama will be produced by Jensen Ackles and his wife. Um, the new show will be told from the perspective of narrator Dean Winchester. And uh, Ackles, Jensen Ackles, will be reprising the role. It is described as an epic untold love story of how the Winchester parents met and how they put it all on the line to not only save their love, but the entire world. Uh, as I mentioned, Supernatural had a 15-season run, which actually just wrapped last fall, so this is a pretty, pretty quick turnover. Um, not surprised, Supernatural was a huge deal for uh, what is CW, um, which is pretty much the DC television network at this point. Um, so, Supernatural... Good on them. I watched a couple seasons. I need to get back into that show, but I didn't enjoy what I saw. Um, I would probably start from the beginning again. Hey, do you want me to do a Patreon show on that as well? <laughs> um, Supernatural. Like I said, I enjoyed it, and I would start over again. I've probably forgotten a lot of things. Um, but it'd be cool. It did cause a little bit of controversy when this was announced because uh, Mr. Padalecki... Jared Padalecki, who played one of the Winchester brothers. Uh, Dean, right? Played... No, he played Sam. Yeah, he played Sam. Um, he didn't know anything about the show getting a spinoff. So he's kind of taken him back and, you know, said he had no involvement whatsoever and felt kind of gutted about it. Very next day, you know, he tweeted again that he and Jensen have talked about it and they've settled everything and, you know, it's all good and out there. They seem to be on good terms. So good on him, man. You know, we'll see how this goes. Let's see if it gets picked up, and I'll eventually see it in <laughs> freaking 
16 years, you know, um, when I finally get done watching Supernatural. So, there you go. Uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, will star, direct, and produce a movie titled Unfrosted. This is a film comedy that he wrote that is inspired by a joke he told on the stand-up stage about the world-shaking invention of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> That's right, man. Jerry Seinfeld is doing a movie about Pop-Tarts. Uh, Netflix has committed to green light and a production start for next spring. The Unfrosted deal was confirmed for Deadline, and Seinfeld explained the film's modest pandemic-related origins as, quote, stuck at home watching endless sad faces on TV. I thought this would be a good time to make something based on pure silliness. He said and continued... So we took my uh, Pop-Tart stand-up bit from my last Netflix special and exploded it into a giant crazy comedy movie. Um, Seinfeld deconstructed the Pop-Tart joke in a video segment for the New York Times. Uh, it recounted the moment when, as a school kid, his world was rocked by the breakfast product. Quote, how did they know that there would be a need for a frosted fruit-filled heated rectangle in the same shape as the box it came in? With the same nutrition as the box it comes in. Um, so there you go. Uh, Seinfeld is doing a movie for Netflix. He's got he's had a good partnership with Netflix. And, you know, I uh, I watch it. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up. Um, I liked his show on Netflix, writing and uh, getting... I can't remember the name of the show. <laughs> I like the show so much, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, what is it? It's I almost said writing in cars with <laughs> comedians. Um movie called Riding in Cars with Boys, starring one of my favorite actors, Steve Zahn, and Drew Barrymore. Good movie. Check it out. Uh, comedians Getting Coffee, or Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, or whatever the hell the name of that show was. And, obviously, his freaking, his television series, Seinfeld, was fantastic. Love it. So, I'm glad. I'll see where this goes. I think uh, the B-movie wasn't too bad either. So, we'll see, man. We'll see what this brings. And that's all the news for this week. Um... Is that all the news? Wait, I think I have something else. Hang on, hang on, hang on. News, 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 news. Um Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. There was this for you, Mark, because you brought this up and I saw this report, so I dig I dug into it a little bit for you, Mark, since you brought it up to me. Uh, the WandaVision post-credits scene for the finale has altered, apparently, on the Disney Plus. Um, I haven't watched, haven't checked in, haven't really researched this too much. Uh, but apparently, they have added more trees, and there's a f shadowy figure scene, and a credit for Doctor Strange's theme now all there. Um, like I said, I didn't watch, I didn't care to watch, um... I watched the show. I watched the show when it ran. I have not watched to see what these altered scenes are, or what this altered scene is. You know, I mean, we all know that she's going to be, uh, she being Scarlet Witch, is going to be in uh, the next Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. So, I guess it's a setup. Who knows? But we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, and that's the news. So now, we move over to the movies releasing this week, and started off with a movie that I plan on seeing this week, uh, without a doubt, and that is The Forever Purge. That would be releasing in theaters 
is rated R. It is an action mystery thriller. There's that trifecta again. The trifecta. Adela and her husband Juan live in Texas, where Juan is working as a ranch hand for the wealthy Tucker family. Juan impresses the Tucker patriarch, uh, Caleb, but that fuels the jealous anger of Caleb's son, Dylan. On the morning after the purge, a masked gang of killers attacks the Tucker family, including Dylan's wife and his sister, forcing both families to band together and fight back as the country spirals into chaos and the United States begins to disintegrate around them. Um, the purge films have been... Apparently, this is supposed to be the last purge movie. I highly doubt that happens. I mean, horror movies do that a lot where they say, hey, this is the last movie. And it doesn't happen. Um, but the Purge films, they have gone on for a while. I believe I've seen all of them. I don't think I've ever seen any of them in theaters. Maybe I saw one of them in theaters. I don't remember. Um, and then they had the TV show in USA for two seasons. Not a bad TV show, man. So, we'll see where it goes. I don't know where it plans on going. Uh, but I, it's, it's interesting that I'm excited, I guess is the word I'll use here, to see this movie in theaters. Because one, like I just mentioned, I don't know... If I've seen the movie, any of the movies in theaters, I don't remember if I have. Um, and I feel like I saw one of them. Like maybe um, I the first Purge, maybe I saw that in theaters. I don't know. I really don't remember. But not the first Purge movie. There's a movie called The First Purge. Um, but for some reason, I'm excited to see this. And I haven't watched a single trailer of this movie. I've just seen like random clips when I'm scrolling through the Fez book. And, you know... Who knows, man? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so interested in this movie, but this movie's like really calling out to me. And I haven't been to the theater since I saw Cruella. So maybe that's kind of part of it as well, as I'm just ready to get back in theaters. And, you know, hey, we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. But, um, we'll see, dude. But, definitely we'll see it. Um, The Boss Baby Family Business, that'll be releasing it on, uh, in theaters and on Peacock, same day. Uh, streaming exclusively to Peacock. Uh, this is a PG film. It is an adventure kids and family movie. It's one hour and 47 minutes long. In the sequel to DreamWorks Animation's Oscar-nominated blockbuster comedy, the Teleton brothers, Tim, and his boss baby little brother, Ted, have become adults and drifted away from each other. Tim is now a married stay-at-home dad, Ted is a hedge fund CEO, but a new boss baby with a cutting-edge approach and a can-do attitude is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. Um, yeah, the first movie was a huge success, if I remember correctly. I have not seen it. <laughs> um, I have not seen that movie, and I don't know what it is. I don't know why I haven't seen it. It's just, you know, it never... Has never come across my uh, to watch list, but good on them, man. Part two, get it out there. And I think Universal, if I just saw correctly, Universal Theme Parks now has a Boss Baby meet and greet, and that thing looks wild. Um, check that out. Do a little Google search. Maybe I'll throw it up on my, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. The Boss Baby family business. Um, I was going to say I throw it up on my Instagram page. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Uh, but there you go, the Boss Baby Family Business that's releasing this week. Uh, the Tomorrow War, that will be releasing exclusively on 
Amazon Prime. Uh, it is PG-13 sci-fi action, two hours and 20 minutes. Jesus. All right. Uh, in the Tomorrow War, the world is stunned when a group of time travelers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. 30 years in the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species. The only hope for survival is for soldiers and civilians from the present to be transported to the future and join the fight. Among those recruited is high school teacher and family man Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt. Uh, determined to save the world for his younger brother, Dan teams up with a brilliant scientist and his estranged father in a desperate quest to rewrite, rewrite, <laughs> Jesus Christ, rewrite the fate of the planet. Uh, the Tomorrow War again. That's going to be on Amazon Prime. So if you have the Prime and you want to spend two hours and twenty minutes of time. There you go. <laughs> um, Fear Street, Part 1, 1994. This will be on the Netflix. This is rated R. It is a horror and is one hour, 45 minutes long. After a series of brutal slayings, a teen and her family take on an evil forest that's plagued their notorious town for centuries. This is Part 1 of a three-part release for the Fear Street stuff. Uh, that hints why it says Fear Street, Part 1. There will be two more releases this year. Or this year, duh, this month, um, uh, not even this month, this month, as the recording is up, so we're still in June. These are all coming out in July, and, you know, good on them, man. I mean, the, every single trailer I've seen in that movie looks fantastic, it looks awesome, super stoked, super excited about it, bring it on. Um, a Cinderella story starstruck, this will be on VOD and digital, is this a fucking, yet another Cinderella story? You remember the Cinderella story started off with what Hillary Duff and then when I say Selena Gomez and then I don't know it just kept going. Um, well, there's another one apparently. Let's see, Finley Tremaine, a small town farm girl, logs to spread longs. Jesus, longs to spread her wings and soar as an aspiring performer. When a Hollywood film crew arrives in her sleepy town, she is determined to land a role in the production and captures the attention of handsome lead actor Jackson Stone. As you do. Unfortunately, a botched audition forces her to change course, as will happen. Now disguised as a cowboy hook, Finley finally gets her big break. But can't she keep the charade a secret from everyone, including her evil stepmother and devious step-siblings? Good lord, step-siblings. Uh, Cinderella Story Starstruck. That is on video on demand and digital. Alright. Uh, no Sudden Move. HBO Max. Rated R. Mystery. Thriller. Crime. 1 hour 30 minutes. Set in 1954 Detroit. No Sudden Move centers on a group of small time criminals who are hired to steal what they think is a simple document. When their plan goes horribly wrong, their search for who hired them and for what ultimate purpose Weaves them through all echelons of the race-torn, rapidly-changing city. No sudden move. That will be on HBO Max. I'm liking HBO Max, man. HBO Max has been awesome. And the last one I got here on the list is Summer of Soul. This will be in theaters and streaming. It's PG-13. It is a documentary slash music. So this is a music documentary. Coming in just under two hours or one hour and 57 minutes. In his acclaimed debut as a filmmaker, Amir Questlove Thompson presents a powerful and transporting documentary part 
documentary, part music film, part historical record created around an epic event that celebrated black history, culture, and fashion. Over the course of six weeks in the summer of 1969, just 100 miles south of Woodstock, the Harlem Cultural Festival was filmed filmed in uh, Mount Morris Park, now Marcus Garvey Park. Uh, the footage was never seen and largely forgotten until now. Summer of Soul shines as a light on the importance of history to our spiritual well-being and stands as a testament to the healing power of music during times of unrest, both past and present. The future includes, or the feature includes the never-before-seen concert performances by Stevie Wonder, Nina Simon, uh, Nina Simone, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, and more. Uh, Summer of Soul, that is in theaters and streaming. Check that out, that sounds good. So there you go, that's uh, some of the movies releasing this week. And that's the news, and that's the episode, man. So, hope you enjoyed this week. Uh, sorry again, my voice is going in and out horribly. I have to keep uh, pausing to cough. It's kind of annoying. Um, so, hopefully, next week's episode, or next episode, next week's episode, I will be done with this nonsense. And I can just freaking come on here and just talk. But, again, probably y'all aren't hearing it, because I do my best to stop the recording so I'm not coughing and... Uh, being nasally in your ear as much as possible. So, that'll, you know, that'll do it for this week's episode. I, uh, thank you again for, uh, joining me. Thank you for dealing with my, uh, personal talk there earlier in the episode. Try to keep these shows as fun as possible. Sometimes you gotta get real. Um, but hope you enjoyed everything that was talked about on this week's episode. I will talk to you all next week. And remember, that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times, if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next time. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.